Welcome to Inside Aesthetics, the podcast for cosmetic, wellness, and business insider knowledge. I'm Dr. Jake Sloan, a cosmetic doctor based in Sydney, and I'm joined by my co-host and good friend, David Segal, an entrepreneur and a multi-clinic owner in the aesthetic space. We'll cover any topic that makes you look or feel good with long-form, unbiased, and unfiltered conversations with expert guests from around the world. New episodes are released every Friday, and you can subscribe for free on your favorite podcast app, including Apple Podcasts and Spotify. You should seek medical advice before undergoing any treatment or procedure, and these podcasts do not replace a professional and bespoke consultation. Hey, guys. Gentlemen, how are we? Good, thank you. How's it going? Good. Mate, you have a very strong beard game. Very strong. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We've got some, a few good beards in the house today. Credit where credit is due. Oh, you know, I just got to... appreciate that. I see something that impresses me, I have to put it out there. You got some work to do, Jake? I feel too smooth next to you, bearded chaps. Yes. <laughs> I had a backhanded, uh, well, not compliment, but a backhanded slap in the face on Instagram today. Someone said I was my, my photo that I put up was looking too young. And I think they're trying to say I look like a fat, bloated, grey guy now. So, yeah. Um, so yeah. So I'm trimming the beard down because when it gets long, it gets really grey. You should tell your mum not to embarrass you in public like that, Jake. No, mm. it wasn't my mum. It was actually a nurse here in Sydney. So I'm not sure what's worse. <laughs> hey, Marcus. Nice to meet you. Morning, everybody. Hello. Good morning. How are you doing? What time is it there? Stupid o'clock. It's not actually too, it's, I mean, it's 8 a.m., but it does feel like yeah. stupid long because I'm in the clinic already. So normally we start at yeah. 10. So I just kind of raced down to sleep this morning. Same with Tapan, I think, as well this morning. Correct. Oh, well, there'll be a lot of jealous Australians wishing they were rushing to their clinics this morning because we've been, uh, oh. we, we're oh, truly the, the convict colony. We're locked down. <laughs> Probably. Oh, <yeah. laughs> oh, man. Yeah, we've been there. We've been there. So, um, yeah, it gets better. <laughs> yeah, Absolutely. So welcome, gentlemen. We've got um, Dr. Tristan Meta, Marcus Meta, both brothers, and we've got Tapan Patel back. You're an alumni now, Tapan. You've, you've done a few things for us. I know. It kind of really feels very familiar territory now, JK, and at home from home. Yeah, yeah. So thank you guys all for joining us from London. Um, why don't you guys basically give a background? Because this is our first podcast with five of you. So I'm, I'm aware that you know we might all talk over each other. So we'll start with maybe Tristan. What is your own background? You know, What did you train in? What are you guys doing uh, in London? And then we'll get onto the meat of the podcast, which is your new social media app called Comma. Sure. Thanks, Jake. And great to be here. Um, so my name is Tristan. Uh, I'm a doctor by background. I, I first did my uh, injectables training in 2013, and that was kind of very uh, typical style one-day course in, in London. Um, at the same time, I was working in emergency medicine and gradually transitioning into aesthetics. And for me, uh, I didn't go straight into a typical clinic job. I always wanted to uh, solve uh, a problem and create something, and I had this kind of desire to do that. So I looked at the training side of the landscape in the UK, which is notoriously very bad. Um, and worked on a, a project to try and drive up standards and deliver a proper diploma, a year-long diploma for injectors rather than the one-day course style. And so started working on uh, Harley Academy, which was our training school. That launched in uh, its qualification in 2016. And so since then, I've been chief exec of Harley Academy. And then in the background, um, always had a vision with uh, with the guys to try and think about how we could even go bigger and think about how we could connect the profession together because there's similar problems <clears throat> in training and education that you see 
just more broadly within the community. And so since then, I've moved towards a, a chairman role in Harley Academy, and I'm now chief executive officer of Comma. Nice. And I understand that Harley Academy is the biggest training center in the UK. You, you get through the most injectors, and you guys were behind that, that original diploma that's now sort of standard. Yes, um, that's uh, that's very flattering. I appreciate that. Um, and we are, um, by volume, the, the largest training provider. Um and uh, I think that's just by virtue of the um, solving some, some very tough problems, like doing hands-on training at scale in, in a kind of one-to-one capacity is a very hard problem to solve. Um, and it's taken us many years to, to achieve that. Um, but uh, so, yes, with the, the large training provider, we, um, we brought that level seven to market. And, uh, and uh, now we're, we're also working on our own clinics as well. Right. Fascinating. Marcus? <laughs> So, um, hello guys, and welcome. Um, very excited to be here on the on the podcast today, talking about Comma. Um, so my name is Dr. Mark Smetta, and I'm Tris's brother, as the name suggests. And uh, my background is I was in the NHS working as a medical doctor. I was on the GP training route, and I couldn't quite get away from aesthetics because Tristan kept hassling me every day, saying, <laughs> you've got to come across and do this. You've got to do aesthetics. Come across to aesthetics. It's so good here. And I was like, no, no, look, I'm excited. I quite like my GP training. I'm really enjoying my time here. And literally wouldn't stop until I finally started doing a tiny bit of work on the weekends for Harley Academy and doing some training. And then one thing led to another. And then I completely left the NHS and was fully involved with Harley Academy, which was honestly the best decision I made moving out of the position I was in. I have a much happier work-life balance doing what I do now. Um, as we evolved from Harley Academy, uh, did sort of everything within the, the training school. We did a lot of teaching, training, innovating new ideas within the business. And uh, like Tris, kind of moved away from Harley Academy in, in recent years, um, moved more, more towards clinics. We run a clinic chain as well called Story Clinics. Uh, and I manage one of the clinics in Nottinghamshire here in the East Midlands. So that's where I am today. And um, most of my time spent around uh, clinical work, so treating patients, but also um, time spent invested in this new digital platform, which we've been evolving over the last few months to years, really, to get to a point where we're able to talk about it publicly and actually have an app to, to show for it too. So um, that's me, really. Your parents, your, your parents must be very chuffed. Two doctors in the family. Most, most, parent, <laughs> most parents will be happy to just have one, but you... How did you... How did I, think my, I think... I think our mum's very chuffed because she's got two aesthetic doctors as well. (laughs) (laughs) But I'll tell you something, she wasn't too chuffed. When Tristan first started, she didn't look too good after the first few treatments when he had done his foundation day. But she's happy now and a bit more experience. Someone has to be your first patient, Marcus. (laughs) (laughs) Do you share one side of the face, itch? Or... (laughs) I I, I just did the better job after Tristan been doing such a horrible job for years. Fair enough. And Taps, do you want to reintroduce yourself? You weren't with us, sorry, you were with us not too long ago. I think it was episode 115 off the top of my head, but um, reintroduce yourself and tell the guys who you are. Yeah, so um, uh, good morning, good evening, everyone, depending on when time this goes out. So um, I'm Tapan Patel. I've been essentially in uh, aesthetics for 
this entire millennium so far. You know, I started in 2000, that's <laughs> <laughs> so one way of thinking about it. Um, and, you know, uh, in, in terms of my background, not dissimilar to the brothers here, um, started off in hospital medicine and general practice, but moved into mainstream aesthetics when I suppose in the UK, it was just really starting out. And um, and I think that's something we'll touch on um, probably in this podcast, you know, the changes I've seen in the landscape, both in terms of the treatments, but also more importantly, in the educational offering, the content, the community, all that aspect, because it didn't really exist before. And now, you know, it's coming in thick and fast and getting better all the time. Uh, but that was probably one of the big drivers of what I, why I really wanted to be part of this project. Um, I've been um, an international speaker, trainer for um, different organizations around the world. Um, I started my own um, online training uh, offering about four years ago, eMaster. And we've kind of, you know, that was really, I suppose, now looking back, a stepping stone. That was really just a starting point for something to evolve into a much greater product, a much better offering. And that really um, has come about with um, the coming together of the minds I've had with uh, the entire team at Comma. So Comma, when I, Jake mentioned it to me, I'm like, what, what, what is that? I was, I was uh, trying to understand, was it an acronym? Um, just tell us what it's all about because, you know, we're living in a world now where there's so many apps. We've got Instagram, Facebook, Snapchat, LinkedIn. Jake's just introduced me to TikTok. I'm, <laughs> I'm overwhelmed. So just tell us what, does, what Comma is, what does it stand for? And, and I guess, how does it differentiate itself from the different platforms that we've got available um, to us at the moment in the aesthetics industry? Well, let me kick off with that one. Um, I think, the last thing you said, what's the differentiator? I think that's a really important place to start. It is not just a simple, you know, a lot of people say, is it just another Facebook? Is it another YouTube? No, it, what it does, it's a bespoke platform for medical aesthetics. That's the you know starting point. And it takes the good aspects of all those other social media platforms. It takes the community aspects of Facebook. It takes the content aspects of perhaps YouTube. It, it, it really, um, you know, the business networking of LinkedIn, but it's definitely bespoke. Now, comma, as you were asking, uh, really stands for community for medical aesthetics, a community for medical aesthetics. But when you think about it, comma is a punctuation mark. You know, it speaks of grammar, it speaks of communication, and that's what it's really fundamentally for. So in a nutshell, um, the way we thought about it is that there was a real unmet need uh, in aesthetics. Um, we were all aware that around us, people were using other things, but not very efficiently. So people are, you know, in the UK, for instance, there's more than a hundred private Facebook groups. Mm. Now, the thing about the Facebook groups is that, you know, you can start a chat, you can start a thread, there'll be people who contribute, but it's very difficult to track. So, you know, you, you, you may have a, a chat one day, about six months later, you want to return to it, unless you can remember who was participating or roughly when it was, you can't even really search for it. The second thing is that, we all know you can start with the best intention. You go onto a Facebook chat, but before long, you kind of go down this sort of um, black spiral where you know, it takes you to friends' birthdays and other social <laughs> feeds, et cetera. So, you know, what differentiates comma is that it's specific for aesthetics. Um, there is a chat function and we will talk about, you know, some of the different stuff and I'll, you know, get the guys to really introduce what it is. But to answer your question, it is a unique, we'd like to think, and bespoke social uh, platform for the medical aesthetic community globally. So would you describe it as a social media app? 
or not? I think we totally would. Um, it's a social networking app, but um, as Tapan alluded to, what we like to describe is the three core pillars of Comma are community, which is the social network style of things. There's events and there's education. And so it's it's a social network. It's a social media app. The media can be shared bi-directionally within the community, um, but it's also a lot more than that. Yeah. And, and who's eligible to be part of this this community? So is it a doctors only um, platform? Can you just elaborate mm. on that? I think and that's one of the main features really with Comma is that we are able to screen our members. So we allow doctors, dentists, nurses, and physicians assistants at the moment um, on the platform. And that, that can change depending on how the landscape evolves with regulation and things. But for the moment, we are a professional owned network. And that means our conversation is much better than what you might find on Facebook groups where people have, you don't really know people's background necessarily. And also people are posting at the same time they've got their family photos on their profile. And it kind of has this mixed message of making medical aesthetics more unprofessional, which is something we really don't need to do, particularly here in the UK. Yeah, I think that's a really good point about some of the other social media platforms. You might go on to find out something about aesthetics and then before you know it, you're in an argument with someone about carnivore diets and you're like, well, how did, how did yeah. I get here? I mean, <laughs> you know, <Yeah. laughs> that's my point, yeah. yeah. It's, it's a good point that Tapan came up with as well. I mean, we struggle with this even with the podcast. We've got a podcast WhatsApp and we can't remember what happened when in our conversation. It's almost impossible to search for these things unless you, you know, remember I was roughly around Christmas that we were talking about it. So mm. to have a consolidated platform where, you know, you can search for these things and find people and sort of go back to conversations and maybe we'll explore some of the sort of sub features of comma. I think it's really great. And you know, injectors, I'm part of at least three global WhatsApp groups for various things. But to try and pull all, all of that together under one one umbrella, I think it's a, a bit of a masterstroke, really. Well, you know, Jake, j- just to that point, I think you hit the nail on the head. And this is a frustration for so many people. I mean, um, as you know, I, I work uh, as a key opinion leader for not just injectable companies, but device companies, skincare and, you know, when we were starting the conversation, people would say, oh, but we have our own educational platform, whatever. But, you know, speaking to practitioners in busy clinics, people don't have time to log on to individual company websites, log in with their credentials, go to that educational platform, and then skip to something else. So one of the key aspects was to bring everything under one roof. And then the second thing to your point about, you know, threads is that any platform is only as good as the people who are entering the data onto it. But if people understand how to use it, and the minute you do start to thread and you tag your chat, the idea is you can come back to that at any time. You can have your notifications accordingly. So for instance, you know, very topically now, people might be concerned about filler complications with COVID vaccine, you know, to talk about something a lot of people uh, are chatting around. And if you do it on other platforms, it can be very difficult to come back to it or understand when it's been uploaded. But here, even, you know, six months down the line, nine months down the line, those threads form very organically. And I think that is a really key um, feature that we were all very keen to develop. That's awesome. So just sort of taking us back. So who are the brains behind it? And, you know, who's pulling the strings? And, and is it moderated as well? That's another thing that we were sort of wondering. 
Well, look, it's a big team. You know, that's the important thing to understand is that, you know, the, the team behind Comma is, is, is huge. If you talk about, um, as Tristan said, there's community aspects, there's content, there's events, there's the actual infrastructure, there's the organization. So it would be, if we're talking about the brains. I think everyone who's involved um, would be part of that uh, brain tank. Um, but yes, you know, obviously people have their different skill sets. So, you know, we've aligned ourselves um, around different ways. So there are the guys that will deal with um, the build. There are the guys that will deal with events, the guys deal with content and the um, apportionating of that. Um, but moderation is another aspect. We it, Moderation in the modern day is a really important thing because you don't want overt censorship of things because you know that in itself is um a very sort of limiting thing at the same time you have to be mindful that um in the modern world you know uh, people are very aware of you know um uh, messages of hate or messages of abuse and all that sort of thing so i think we do have very strict community rules they're very flexible you know we're, we're not trying to stop people having a good time and you know how you know having um very open and honest uh chats but what we would draw the line at is anything that would be deemed offensive uh, etc and you know that's something that we make very clear on our terms and conditions yeah the, ter the term offensive is an interesting one because it seems like we live <laughs> yeah. in a world now where just about yeah. will offend someone somewhere um so i don't envy the the team that having to moderate and make these difficult decisions but um i guess that goes with the territory but um what's been the feedback so far from the members or the people that have joined, because I'm just, you know, it's, it, I've had a lot, I've had a great look through the app and Jake let me in. So even though I'm not a doctor or a nurse, I've had, I've had a little bit of access and had Don't a look around. Don't tell them. I'm going to have to kick you out, David, I'm afraid. Oh, no, you've told us. Yeah, I, you've, I've been kicked out of better places. It's all right. <laughs> not the first time. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so what, what has the feedback been from people? Because I'm assuming this, this is a test and learn for you guys as well. It seems like it's quite an organic project that's going to continue to evolve and change and probably you know improve and a lot of that will be based on what you learn and the feedback you get from from i guess the first adopters for, from the start really we, we weren't sure how the industry was going to take to it it's such a new concept and it's bringing together so many elements that we feel is a massive missing piece in the puzzle but we've grown massively very quickly so we are now one of the largest um, groups in the uk we're, we're over two thousand members and we're growing at about one percent a day with a track of getting to 10,000 members by Christmas and 30,000 by next year. And I think the feedback so far has been really, really good and touching on the element of the moderation and guidance. We've actually been very lucky. Um, I work with the moderation team and our editorial team. And we find that when people are on Comma, on a platform that's particularly for medical aesthetics, it's a professional network, we find very few people actually actually make anything worth moderating people are, uh, are putting forward content that is all appropriate that's in line with what they should be talking about and actually moderation and guidance is something we we haven't had to do too much of at this stage very fortunately which is maybe a little bit you think people are going to post offensive stuff and abusive stuff but actually people don't when, when they're in a platform where they're focused around their profession their job and they're accountable because they're all professionals you know who they are you know what profession they're doing so it's very difficult for them to um to, to do that and also from a feedback point of view, we've had brilliant feedback so far from our members. We've not had anyone that has found it um, a challenge to use. And we spent a lot of time designing um, user experience within the app to make sure it was well-flowing and kind of had a natural feel to it so people could pick it up. And much like other platforms like Facebook or Instagram, there was all the similarities in, in common to what people are quite used to. So like the notifications, the direct messages, it's really similar, but it's just bespokely designed for aesthetics, which makes it unique in, in our industry. 
Fair enough. So someone listening to this who obviously hasn't played with the app yet, what, what does it look like? What, what are the key functions and what can they expect, you know, when they're first playing around with it? What, what should they be looking for? So um, with the with the app itself, there's um, a few things. So firstly, it's available on the desktop, but it's also available on the app. You can download it from the iOS store, the Android store. Um, and we find about probably about 80 to 90% of our users are app-based. They use the phone just purely for convenience. Um, the app is designed specifically um, as an app itself. It's not like a weird web page that uploads on your phone that kind of looks like it shouldn't really be on an app. It is designed for that, much like other social media apps, such as Facebook or Instagram. Um, the, the key features for us uh, as a platform is it's it's very similar to what people might be used to experiencing in a sense of like a news feed. But the way content's organized is slightly different. So we have an algorithm that means that when you're on the platform, it shows you stuff that's interesting to you, depending on what you follow. So if we think about um, other social platforms, things like hashtags, if you follow hashtag Lipton or something on Instagram, you'll see everyone that tags that whatever in your main newsfeed in a similar way on comma we have something called topics now topics are essentially hashtags for comma so we've got things like the comma times watch lime toxin soft tissue fillers cosmetic dermatology and when you when you start the app the first thing you probably do is have a visit to some of the features and some of the sections and topics is one of them you can choose to follow certain topics and that means that those areas will appear higher in your newsfeed and it will show you content that's more relevant to what you're interested in as you then use the app more and become uh, more familiar with it and you start engaging with certain content, again, it will prioritize that in your newsfeed, which is quite nice because we've worked um, and, I've, and I've seen other platforms within the aesthetic sector that are smaller than us, but they just organize stuff chronologically. And a lot of the time you go on there and actually there's nothing for you there. Whereas we feel that what we do with Comma is actually it shows you stuff that really does hit home for our, for our members. So that, that's the topics area. We've also got um, other features that we in aesthetics believe are important for what our members want to see and what we as, as doctors in the industry would also want to see, such as events. So one of the problems with aesthetics is you're on social media, you get events advertised in all different places, there's conferences, there's events, they're all on different Zoom links and everywhere. Whereas what Comma does is it centralizes that. So we have... Um, our own events function that you can RSVP to, you can you can chat about the event below it, you can read descriptions, and you can have your own profile on Common where you can follow different events and see what's going on in the industry. And as we grow and get more partners onboarded, you'll start to see we have a huge variety uh, of the aesthetic spectrum on Comma. And even through to conferences and things that will host part of their digital event with us will all be hosted on Comma. So it's like a, a sort of a network for everything aesthetics, really. It's what we would um, like it to become. The final thing to talk about um, is commas. So commas, the, the big community. But within that, we have smaller subgroups. And those smaller subgroups, um, at the moment, we have the newbie comma. So part of our moderation is making sure that our conversations stay within the right sectors. So if someone posts on the main feed, where do I buy fillers from, for example, in the UK, that question is not going to be relevant for the majority of our users. We know that of a reasonable level of experience, but some people still want that information. And so what we do is we'll moderate that and put it in the newbie comma. So if you're brand new to six, part of our guidance will be go and check out our commas, go follow the newbie comma and get into that group because in there, there'll be a whole host of resources for you particularly. And they, again, have their own subsections and, and it's like a, a home for people for certain sections. Commas are something we're evolving. We at the moment have the newbie comma and the contentious comma which generally is regulation-type chat, really, in that kind of comma. But we're also introducing um, the Inside Aesthetics comma to your users as well, um, Jake. So a I've place got it right that, there uh, for you. It's up on my phone. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. So Good this, this, is a space for, this is a space for your listeners um, to, uh, to, to, to have their, their home on comma, essentially, and talk about episodes, 
give us feedback about it, give you guys feedback about, um, you know, what we think about episodes. We can do polls, we can do events, we can do um, different functions within the in the uh, app as well. So that's kind of a brief layout of Comma uh, overall. Yeah, I just wanted to, this wasn't really a question, more of a statement, but we sort of glossed over it. But I think it's worth emphasizing is that you guys screen all of the people that join your community. And I think that part of what you guys are trying to achieve is create a safe place for people to share, ask questions, to seek guidance, you know, identify mentor- mentors and be able to do so without feeling like, you know, some troll's going to come out of nowhere and say horrible, nasty things, which is what you can encounter on, on social media in general. Yeah. I think in some ways, some of the social media platforms are counterintuitive to these type of learning community environments because it doesn't feel safe. So I think it's just worth mentioning that the fact that there is that tight regulation around who can join your community will only foster positive conversations, will help tighten our industry collectively across the globe and help us identify and get better by identifying people and mentors that can can help each other. Would, Would you agree with that? Spot on. And I think, you know, there's a wider um, picture here as well, David. So it's not just about feeling safe and secure and, you know, um, uh, being worried about trolls. But when you just look at the inappropriateness of using a social media platform that's not bespoke. So let's take Facebook, for instance. Do you know, on my Facebook feed, of course, I've got loads of colleagues, but then I've also got quite a lot of friends and family and invariably some patients as well. So sometimes, you know, if you want to post something just on your main feed or whatever, it's going out to a very, very wide and diverse audience. And the problem with that is, is that, you know, even if you look at the private forums or whatever, we see time and time again, what I would call leaks. So, you know, somebody's put something up in good faith, um, but, you know, then somebody who else may be part of that private Facebook forum, their partner may be somebody who, you know, we have this issue in England with uh, regulation. So, you know, the whole thing about uh, medical professionals doing aesthetics versus sort of for an argument, say, beauty therapists. But it's not unusual for something that's been posted in good faith to then be leaked, cause confrontation and conflict, etc. Now, I'm not saying that couldn't happen on comma, but it's a much safer and a more appropriate uh, arena to have these discussions, um, whatever they may be. But yeah, spot on with what you're saying. So on the main feed, which I guess is analogous to you know your Facebook feed, if people use Facebook, what sort of things are people posting? You know, g- general posts. What are they just asking questions? Are they asking for advice? Are they showing off their work? What what kind of things would people discuss? So we have we have a variety of content that goes on. Um, as you say, Jake, you know, with these sort of platforms, we often get people seeking advice about cases, about injection technique, and um, about business side of things as well. In regards to like, you know, I'm looking at renting a space to start practicing from. How do people go about it when they've been started? Um, really product specific. I'm just looking through the feed now. It's, it's a massive area of, of different things. We also have content that we we populate onto the feed. So it's not just users speaking. We also have um, our own editorial team that work on research articles. So if there's new data and aesthetics from around the world or like new studies that show certain things that we know are going to be interesting to our users, we'll publish them. So we have about two or three articles that get published, which are kind of long form written pieces about um, research papers or about interesting things that are happening. We also have the Comma Press account that puts news out. 
um, nearly every day. So anything new that's happening, if there's new license for products or new things coming out in the industry, we'll have um, uh, the Common Press account putting those new shots out. In regards to our members contributing, we found a lot of people really want to showcase their work and actually talk about what they're doing and get feedback really from a professional network. So we have um, a comma case uh, every week. So the comma case, uh, we've got a really exciting one this week, actually. We're looking forward to putting forward from Bulgaria, but we have a comma case account. And there's people put forward their cases and say, this is the lady I treated, this is what her indications were, this is what I use. And then people write below, like, oh, great result. Or like, how did you quite get that result there? And we find that really interesting for our members because they love to see what other people are up to. Aesthetics is such an isolating field. You're kind of on your own many days a week just injecting. And if you're not, you know, a big injector, you're kind of doing that maybe for years and you don't really know what other people are doing and this opens that up. We also have the Comma Contributor Series, which is, again, a weekly series we run um, where people contribute their articles. So people have written articles for for journals or they've got an interest in a particular topic. Let's say we might have a dentist that is really passionate about good gummy smile treatment using toxin. They might run an article about their top three tips to get the best results. So it's really varied. And um, we evolve that as we see our analytics. We have a really in-depth analytics dashboard to show us what's going well and what's not going well. So we can fine tune that content to suit. Yeah. I was just going to say as well, I, mean, I'm, I don't mean this in a condescending way at all, but I'm just super impressed that, you know, three doctors have put something like this together because, you know, in my experience, you know, um, most doctors are very, very uh, well uh, trained in what they do. And, but moving into business and creating apps and identifying industry problems, it's just amazing what you guys have done. And, you know, sort of similar to what the guys have done here in, in some, in some respects to with fresh clinics, with creating an app to solve a problem that we had around scripting. So then my hat's off to you guys. Cause I mean, I can't even imagine the amount of work that this has sort of taken, but maybe just take us through, the process of creating an app because I think everyone sort of has that, you know, I think everyone at some stage has said, oh, I want to create an app for this or an app for that. That sounds like a great idea, but I don't think anyone really appreciates um, the time, the effort, the thought and the money um, and the failures that go along with getting a product to where you've got it now. So I'm, I'm not sure who's best to answer this question. Probably, probably Marcus. <laughs> Marcus well, look, yeah. Just, just before, I mean, I think actually maybe Tristan, but um, just to reiterate, I think, and this is really worth repeating that we, the three of us are the spokespeople for the yep. Karma team today on the podcast. But just to reiterate, there is a, a you know, a huge team, um, you know, um, that has been uh, uh, behind this. So the amount of work that, you know, that the, the wider team has done is substantial. Appreciate you saying that, David. And in many ways, um, uh, hats off to you as well for, you know, a very similar initiative with the podcasts. Um, you and Jake, um, you know, bringing the community together like you have is, um, is, uh, is a much needed um, part of, of the industry right now. And uh, I think w w we have some very good overlaps in what we're doing. Uh, the challenge in building an app, um, as you said, um, is that it's so hard to know what you're going to need to build to ultimately meet your customers or your, your market's need. Um, and so we've been toying around with this idea for about three, about three years. And um, you know, we're very fortunate to have um, an investor and over lockdown, it gave us the perfect chance to really um, bring our product to market and, and kind of start testing it. When, when it comes to thinking about building an app, um, there are typically um, two main ways to do it. One is to uh, outsource it to an agency and they can build it all for you. They have like yeah, you know, their own in-house team that have done this for many, many clients. The problem with that is that you don't get something usually um, as customized as you'd want it to do. And it's also more expensive. You then have the opportunity to build your own development team. 
Um, but then you need your engineers, you need your designers, you need your user experience team. Um, and so what we've done is we've gone for a hybrid. So we work with a team out in Silicon Valley who provides some of the core uh, plugins to make the, the, um, the community work. But we also then have our own development team that piece it together. And so um, it's, it's a sort of hybrid community. And the idea is then to build and customize on top of that as the, uh, as, as the months and years go by. So when did this all sort of evolve from? When did you first have conversations as a, as a team of, hey, this is a, a thing that we can do? And how long did it take to you know, get something working, a beta version? So it, it started um, when uh, I, I saw Tapan's uh, eMaster platform and became very upset by the fact that he'd beaten me to market and launched <laughs> an online video platform. And, uh, and I was like, well, this, I can't, I can't tolerate this anymore. So the only way is to, uh, is to join up, join forces. <laughs> so, so, um, so, um, so that's when we started talking about the, the bigger vision of community mapping together, education, um, events all together. And then, uh, and then, yeah, it's been, it's been a background project for, uh, like I said, two, 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 two and a half years. Um, and uh, and now yeah we're all we're, we're part of the same team. Yeah, and what were some of the, the I guess most challenging things along the way? The mistakes, the biggest lessons that you learned, things that you you know if you could do it again, you'd 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 sort of do it differently, or, or sort of just even I guess uh, mm. uh, yeah. Let's let's start there. I'll, I've got a follow up yeah. question, but we'll start with that one. Yeah. The main challenge is actually focus. So as as you'd imagine, all of us. Um, have our day jobs and then we have our normal um, uh, roles within comma and to be able to carve out time to do that and to try and um, satisfy our existing team members that this is something that we should be spending our time on um, mixing that with the kind of um, the investor one of the big challenges was kind of a corporate structuring and legal legal um, challenge uh, which we which we managed to get to by having, like like Tapan said, a, a wider team that allows us to have the focus to so deliver on something like this because this isn't something that um, we can just launch and see how it goes. We're then having to, to commit to it. And the commitment is that we are going to build the most vibrant um, and uh, Im- most important uh, mobile platform for medical aesthetics. Um, so that that's a challenge. You know, the, the other challenge is, just thinking about um, uh, international. So we've got the UK and that's obviously where we're from. And so about 65% of our users are UK based, but it's then a question of how do we um, make this interesting and relevant to other uh, members of the community from different countries? Um, And at what point do we want to start segmenting the community? Because the thing about a community is the more you try and segment it in the early days, the harder it is to build momentum and traction. And so We've chosen to keep things very um, centralized at the moment. And so there are some of your Australian viewers that might see a lot of conversation around um, the UK specific problems that we're facing in the markets, you know, regulation, et cetera. Um, But uh, they'll be pleased to know that towards the end of this year, there will be a dedicated Australia part of Mm -hmm. And uh, Very exciting. And and then things will will be able to grow from there. But that's a real kind of challenge in finding the sweet spot to be able to, 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 to move the community like that. Yeah. Well, hopefully we can help you uh, grow that Australian audience. So yeah, I'm excited, <laughs> excited to, uh, to grow that community with you. Yeah. Now, one of the key functions that we haven't yet discussed is the library function. So you've mm. got a library of, well, multiple videos, but you've divided them up into different sections. Do you just want to elaborate on 
you know, what's available and um, maybe just, I guess we should highlight it's a premium function. If people want to sort of access it, there's a, there's a small fee associate, associated per year. Is that right? That's right. Listen, I think this is something I'm very passionate about. I mean, I've been an educator in aesthetics for probably greater than 15 years. And um, I think what initially inspired me to start the eMaster series was just this unmet need. Um, I would see, certainly from when I started, education was very scant. Um, I'm talking about the early 2000s. You know, there would be the odd day training workshop. You know, there wasn't really the good audiovisual materials. Um, a lot of the aspects of the internet were very much in their infancy. If there were videos, they were typically on YouTube, but, you know, very badly recorded. Um, it would be somebody saying, this is how I do this treatment. I mean, still gratefully existed, but it wasn't as good as it could be. And then moving on, of course, there's been a real evolution in the quality of the content. But, you know, one of one of the things um, that we want to make clear is that the entry onto Comma is completely free. Um, so anybody can join. And for that, they will get access to the majority of the uh, facilities and things on Comma. But as you were alluding to, Jake, there is a subscription aspect too, which is for premium content. And that's typically um, the more sort of detailed video library. Um, but just to really emphasize the point that that fee is an annual fee. It's, you know, people can do the conversion in their country, but in UK pounds, it's less than 300 pounds a year. And I really just want to spend a minute talking about that because it's always been a bit of my uh, personal bugbears. But I do find that medical professionals generally are quite an entitled bunch. If, you know, I hope I'm not oh, going to yeah. offend anyone when I say this. <laughs> There's this huge there's this huge thing of entitlement. Why should I pay for anything? Now, the real irony of that is that the same doctors who will often come up to me at a training workshop and say, look, I'm really struggling at how to get my patients to pay for three syringes or four syringes. How do I do this technique? How do I increase my revenue? How can I persuade my patient to pay an extra five, six, eight, nine hundred pounds for their treatment? They're not willing to pay 300 pounds for the year. That's a, less than a pound a day. And I say, you know, you're throwing away more in alco swabs or disposable needles in your sharp spin than you'd pay for that content uh, for that yeah. day. But you're not willing to do it because you think it should be free, right? And so the point is, is that it's, it's, I've always found it absurd. And, and I always tell people, you will make up that subscription on the first person you treat if you've learned something new. You know, if you've never done for argument's sake, you know, masseter Botox or a non-surgical rhinoplasty, whatever, but you learn it from the content, um, you know, you're going to uh, pay that back pretty much there and then. Now, therefore, when we talk about the library, um, as you were saying, that not only does the library exist, but there's two aspects of it. One, it's been beautifully um, categorized and um, uh, sorted by one of our colleagues, Dr. Emily McGregor. And she's done that in a very sort of logical and sequential way. So people can almost look at it like they're doing a course. Mm -hmm. But the other aspect of it is it's evolving. Um, because as you know too well, you know, what we do now in 2021, the techniques we use, the products we use, it's going to change completely in 12 months. You know, there'll be newer products. There might be newer approaches. So this library will be expanding. We'll always keep the old content so people can understand the evolution. But, you know, this is a library that's just going to expand. One of the issues with the eMaster was that all of that was specifically done by me. 
So yes. not only was it my content and my ideas, but I was quite um, focused on the products I used and the techniques I used. The idea of the comma library is we will invite um, collaboration with a variety of colleagues from around the world. So this showcases not just um, different regional um, approaches, but also a pan product portfolio. We would like, you know, by the um, next few months to have injection techniques with a variety of different um, fillers, for instance, um, done by a variety of different people. And therefore, we would like to think that soon it will be the largest content library in medical aesthetics. Yeah. Just to say, I know you've got a question, David, that converts to 564 Aussie dollars or 408 US dollars. It's not a lot for a year's content. And I've subscribed to eMaster in the past. Um, it's amazing what you did, Tapan. I know it's slightly out of date potentially now, but you know, I know the work that goes into that. And I know that you guys at Harley Academy, you've got your own filming studio. It's a monster marathon to try and get all of these cases, all of these indications, the product used. So, you know, if people aren't willing to spend sort of 300 pounds to get all of that content, I think they're sort of, they've, they've got their priorities wrong. Well, I, I mean, I, I didn't really have a question. I had more of a statement again. And I think that if I look at, you know, Jake, how long it takes us to publish an episode in terms of identifying a guest, emailing them, coordinating dates, questions. This is the fun part. The discussion, that's the easy part. It's all the other stuff that goes around. I don't think people realize that. And I mean, from you guys, from your perspective, um, you know, what you were saying, Tapan, around people having their priorities, I think that if we want um, this, this industry to get better, people need to be willing to support ideas like this, initiatives like this that are trying to raise the standard and, and, and make things better. You know, people have to put their hands in their pocket and say, I support this. I want this, I want this industry to be better and, and appreciate the time and effort that goes into all the content that's now being produced for them. So I just wanted to again just sort of reiterate that. And you know, thank you, thank you for saying that. And I've seen around the world, you know, and this is not specific to the UK or Australia or American markets, but I've been at international congresses where you sometimes will have a room where there's paid content. Now, that paid content might just be £25 for the day to see an internationally renowned speaker showcasing something you'd see in beautiful high definition um, in a close-up. And that room is often empty. Next door, there'll be the free content with someone that nobody's ever heard of, you know, um, doesn't have you know verified credentials. And people will be in there crowded like, you know, chickens in an overcrowded lorry with phones, you know, recording it on their iPhone, which they're never going to watch. But to save that £25, they will do that. And I've seen that all over the world. And, and I suppose what I would say to a lot of colleagues is it's, 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 it's almost perverse that you are asking your patients to have a leap of faith in you and your abilities, and you're asking them to invest their money in your technical abilities, but you're unwilling to invest in yourself, to improve, to do that. And, you know, and when we look at the, as you say, it's a pound a day or less. Um, I hopefully, you know, the reason I've been really hammering this message is I've always found it frustrating. People will do anything for free content, no matter how bad. But even if you put the best content out there, the minute there's a price to it, somehow, especially with doctors, this barrier comes up. Um, maybe it's because so much of our education in the hospitals was, you know, taken for granted. Yeah, that's a good point. So just tell us very briefly, what, what is in the library? What's available? I know, um, you know, a lot of the content from your previous eMaster is now there, but what else is there? We've, we've obviously got um, all the eMaster content on there and we've actually revised 
surprised a few of those things. You mentioned earlier, Jake, and you thought some of the aspects were out of date. So we've reshot a lot of the content for Comma and specifically Commerized a lot of the e-master content, as well as added a whole lot more particularly filmed for comic. So we have different sections in the library. And at the moment, it's um, the skeleton is um, botulinum toxin, facial anatomy, lips and perioral filler, lower face filler, and mid face filler. And we also have a section called masterclasses. And in this section, this is for um, um, recordings of events we've done. So when we do um, comma expert events, we've had Dr. Ayad Harb doing um, liquid rhinoplasty. We've had um, Yanni Van Logan doing a full face uh, treatment of calcium filler work. And those events that we do for comma are then kept in the masterclass libraries. So that's also a part of the full comma library that people get access to. And the content, as Happen says, is always evolving. So every month we like to update and just change a few aspects of it. And over the next couple of months, actually, we've got some really interesting new upper, fi- upper filler um, work coming onto the, onto the library. I must say as well about price and how it works with membership. Obviously, you, you can pay for membership, but for example, the Masterclass Library as an item on its own, um, you can you can get access to that by referring and becoming a Comer Ambassador. So we, we have a Comer Ambassador scheme where we have gold and um, bronze, silver, and gold. And that is something that our members can work towards by referring their colleagues into our network. So to become a bronze ambassador, you refer two members. Unfortunately, for that benefit, you don't get anything in return. But for a silver membership on your way to getting 10, so when you refer 10 members to us as comma, you get access to the Masterclass Library. And that gives you access to all the pre-recordings of events we've done, which are brilliant events. Like Ayad Harb did an event for us, particularly on his technique and you know treating the nose, which is what a lot of people want to see. And it's a, it was a really, really good event that lives in our library now. Going further than that, if you want to become a gold Comer ambassador, you have to refer 25 members into our network. And you can do that on your invite link from your profile. It records every single person that you've referred into into our network. And uh, and if you become a gold member, you actually get access to our Comer library for free for one year. Um, so there are ways around that if you if you um, support us as a network and refer your professional colleagues to us, but you can access the library through that as well. Yeah. Um, in terms of um, ongoing education and training, is there, is there an aim to potentially uh, make this eligible for like CBD points for people to be able to, you know, claim it as part of their ongoing education, which I think would be um, attractive as well? The answer is yes. Okay. We've, we, we, um, we're, we're currently um, uh, under, under the process of getting CPD points for the UK. America is a bit more tough. They need CME points. Um, and again, that's, that's in the works. We know how important CPD is for the medical profession. Just to add on to that, so one of the things we didn't say is that you asking what else will be there on the content library and to tie that in with the CPD. Correct. So yeah. not only is there at the moment quite a wealth of injectable resources, but the expansion of that library will include things like um, uh, aspects of skincare, but more importantly, device-based treatments. You know, the, the problem with device-based treatments is a lot of people starting off in aesthetics, they wouldn't know one end of a laser from the other. And that I don't blame, you know, it's very confusing if you're not in that uh, arena. So the idea would be some CPD-based courses on, you know, light and laser uh, physics, et cetera, but also very specific um, training videos on different devices, which I think is also really interesting because more and more people are now investing in devices than ever before. When I started out, um, let's say 15, 20 years ago in England, almost nobody had a device. It was really rare to go to a clinic. And if they did, they had a very old style laser hair removal system. Now, even people who've been in the industry two, three months are already sit thinking, what should I you know, be purchasing, be it radio frequency microneedling, being it some sort of hydrofacial device. So that's another aspect. And with these things, as Tristan was saying, the CPD element will 
invariably be there. But our challenge, which we will take um, you know, head on, is making sure that we can get that CPD, CME regionally approved as well. I remember um, in the webinar you did for us, Tapan, which was, God, a year ago now. I reckon it was mm. about a year ago. Yeah. Um, you said that when you were starting out, you bought, I think it was a laser, and you probably used it twice. So um, <laughs> yeah. for the people listening thinking, um, shall I buy a device? I would highly recommend dipping into the comma device section when that's launched and, and really do your homework first because it, devices are not cheap. Um, no. David, David can talk about that only in four minutes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. And, and listen, there's a lot of people who um, will, let's say, for instance, be in that position right now as they're probably listening to the podcast. They're thinking, okay, I'm in that space deciding whether to buy a device. And the problem with um, working just with a company, you know, you can approach any of the big manufacturers. They are invested in selling you that device. And, you know, I completely get that. That's just business. I think what differentiates Comma is that not only can we provide the tutorials, the basics for understanding the um, mode of action and the device itself, but also the business aspects of it. So, you know, what, what should you be looking at before even purchasing the device? How do you hit the ground running, so to speak? How can you leverage the maximum return on your investment? Because these are things that Yes, the companies try and do, but it's always from the company's standpoint. We've all had that little sheet of paper that a, a company rep will always give you. If you do eight procedures a week, you can make this much money. And if you do 20 a month, you can make this. It's just, you know, that's meaningless because in the real world, that doesn't work. But we would be looking at much more from practitioner to practitioner. And, you know, what is feasible? What are the hurdles you face? Not just for devices, but, you know, for aesthetics generally. And I think that's what really brings it together. It's not just content that you'd get on a one-day course. It's very streamlined to helping practitioners in all aspects of their day-to-day business life. You just, you just took my next question, Tepan. So thank, thanks for that. Um, I was going to focus on you know the business side of things because I think that these days people go to an aesthetic practitioner and I think a good treatment outcome is just expected. I think that's now what people just expect that they get a reasonably good outcome no matter who they see. I think that's sort of what most people sort of walk into these treatments thinking. But I think that there'd be a lot of utility and you sort of alluded to that in terms of helping practitioners understand how to run their businesses, only from basically on being financially literate, understanding basic accounting terms, how to use zero, how to create your brand, what is it that sets you apart from your competition, social media, recruitment, HR, all of these types of things that people just seem, if you mention this to a doctor or a practitioner, they, they glaze over and look like you're talking Mandarin. So is, is there plans for you to sort of go into that sort of level of detail? Um, and I'm sort of thinking about this because we had Rick and Richard on from the Aesthetic Entrepreneurs and I was just blown away with their level of knowledge and, and sort of uh, experience in this industry. And I, I, just, I can see a synergy there, but we'll get to that later. But yeah, talk about the business side of things. Well, I think there's so much to speak about just on that. So, you know, what the boys, um, uh, Tristan and Marcus were alluding to earlier is you have these commas, which are the little subgroups. And, you know, there will be the contentious one, the newbie one, but that offering will expand. Now, if you think about it this way, if you just look at, let's say, business itself, um, there are lots of different experts who are very valid and credentialed, and there are so-called experts. So, you know, we often see that there's going to be a one-day 
um, workshop on how to make a multi-million or multi-million dollar business, but it's run by someone who's never owned a clinic. Now, I think, you know, from your point, um, you know, Richard is uh, an exception. He's someone that may not have owned a clinic, but he's got such a wealth of experience that there's not much about the business of a clinic he doesn't know. In fact, he was somebody that spoke to me very early on in my career, and I'm very grateful for the advice he gave. But the beauty of a platform-based educational system is that you don't have to just listen to one person. It could be that you, you, you know, you, you invite three, four successful um, clinic owner entrepreneurs from different countries to participate. You then also get the business coaches, you get the uh, business development people from some of the companies. And then when you combine that knowledge, what you end up finding is that there's a lot of synergy um, and there's a lot of common themes that come through. Um, and that's one of the real attractions here. As I said, it's not listening to the music from a one-man band. It's not one person saying, this is how I inject, this is how I run my clinic, this is whatever. So that's one aspect. And the other thing that goes with that, David, is that there are so many um, areas that are just not talked about that people struggle with. So um, consultation issues, um, how to deal with conflict, how to deal with complaints, how to deal with bad reviews, social media marketing. There's elements of running a clinic, as we all know, that can be really difficult. And there is no formal training in this. And so sometimes what happens is people feel very lost. They feel very helpless. They don't know where to go. And, and so our vision is to build that wealth of resources. Um, and of course, that is dependent on the people who join and, you know, contribute. And, and so this is one, you know, one of those calls to action is that anyone listening to this podcast, if you're not on comma, any community is only as good as the members who are in it. So, you know, it's not just about coming on board, but contributing and sort of adding personal insights, et cetera. Did um, Richard also take you out and get you blind drunk and give you a week's hangover? Because that's what happens where any time I see Richard. Well, you've seen the size of Richard and you've seen the size of me. It, it wouldn't take much. It wouldn't take much. You could do that in half an hour. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. Um, just, can you just reiterate what a comma is with inside comma? Because I think that might be confusing people who, who are listening who haven't seen the app yet. Let me start and then I'll hand over to Marcus. Very fundamentally, if you imagine it's just a subgroup. Okay. So if you imagine that the comma is the main app or the main desktop application, then within it, you'll have little subgroups. Now, you know, we don't want to have so many that it sort of gets very confusing to navigate. But so, for instance, um, Marcus already alluded to the newbie comma. So this is something where people starting off in aesthetics may come in to join different conversations that will be more relevant to them. But as we expand, so for instance, there will be, for argument's sake, the complications comma, okay? Because you can't just constantly have new chats just on the main feed. Now, in the complications comma, there will be, you know, experts from around the world invited to not just moderate, but sort of add their opinions, add their um, knowledge to that discussion. There could be one on evidence, because how many times do we see people just spouting advice based on something that they pops into their brain as opposed yeah. to, you know, from the journals. So the individual commas are little subgroups, the best way to think about them, um, but they're open to everyone. But maybe Marcus will just expand on that a little bit for us. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, just sort of um, mirroring what Tapan said there, a, a, a comma, so the commas, so just to outline it, the, 
Comma is our main platform, the community of medical aesthetics. And within that, we have smaller groups, and they are also known as commas because essentially they're smaller communities of medical aesthetics. So let's say the inside aesthetics comma is, an, is another community which we host within our main network. We should have called um, them full we stops. Do have... <laughs> Sorry, that's a really bad joke. Yeah. Hey, I'm, I'm in charge David of that. Does that. I'm in charge of bad jokes, mate. Get back in your box. This is my territory. <laughs> but I think, you know, with with having um, these smaller subgroups, we have ones that you can see that are public visible. So when anyone's on the platform, such as a needy comma, but we also have quite a lot of other groups on there that people can't see, but we have different different audiences in there. For example, Harley Academy have their own comma, but it's, it's a secret comma. You can't see it, but we have a whole network of people discussing course and related issues there within our platform. And that, that's a really useful benefit for a lot of organizations organizations that want to host their like their global training or whatever within our platform they can do that and actually keep it private too from the rest of the network if they so wish but then their members can dip in and out to the main network at the same time so there's a lot of versatility and function there which we can um mm. put together but um yeah inside excited about getting inside they say it's comma yeah, yeah. Get it after this yeah, uh, podcast yeah and, and and jake's actually putting a link out aren't you jake somewhere for members to join yeah yeah we'll, we'll, we'll certainly we'll run through that at the end no problem yeah. I was going to say, you guys go. Are you guys going to be collecting a lot of data in terms of you know? And I'm not sure how you would do this in terms of what you've got plans for, but in terms of you know, because I think that at the moment the people that seem to have all the data are the pharma companies, right? That they, they collect data on how many syringes of what are sold and adverse events and bad batches of whatever that sort of you know that come out. So this there would be a lot of value in you know individual sort of groups and, and people like yourselves being able to collect this data and you know potentially share that with with the industry rather than it sort of just being held by one group of people in terms of helping us get better and learning from different insights and and successes and failures i think you're spot on but what the platform really can do which um, is very difficult otherwise is um, member polls. So that's one aspect that we didn't speak about is that it's so easy to do, you know, quick surveys and, um, uh, and have real time feedback. And I think that's one of the really, um, elegant things about the platform is that rather than, you know, five, 10, 15, or 50 of us, as we are, um, sitting in a room and saying, right, what should we do next? Um, we can actually poll the membership and actually um, put stuff out there and say, right, you know, what do you want to see next? And what would be interesting, et cetera? Um, we can ask people on preferences. We can ask people about their views on certain things. So um, not only is it very much a uh, community-led discussion and chat function, but there's also the ability to um, galvanize uh, opinions and thoughts at the same time. So, um, Marcus, why don't you tell us what we've agreed for our little competition that we're going to do in partnership with Comma? Yeah, so we're very excited to um, be giving away three one-year passes to our Comma library that Tepper mentioned before, our 4K video resource in aesthetics. And to do that, all you have to do is click the link that Jake's going to put up on the Inside Aesthetics um, Instagram bio, and that will take you through to the Inside Aesthetics Comma. Um, and that's all you have to do to enter. And then once you're entered, in three weeks' time, so the 24th of September, we're going to be doing a raffle live on Instagram uh, between our account, which is at comma.community, and the Inside Aesthetics one. And uh, we'll be picking out three winners from there. Very exciting. How, how are you going to do the raffle? Are you going to have a big hat? How are you going to do it? Um, I haven't 
I haven't thought about the exact <laughs> process for that, but depending on how many names you get, it might be, a, yeah, maybe a bin, maybe a big bin full of, full of it's names. It's going to be a huge we'll bin full of empty <laughs> vials of toxin, um, and then we'll write the names on that and pull those out. <laughs> Sounds good. Go. I'm excited. Um, I was just going to point out as well that um, this is not a sponsored podcast. We're not partnering with you on this podcast. Everything that we've said is because we think that what you guys are doing are fantastic. We think there's a lot of synergy between, you know, even though we're doing totally different things, I think that the sentiment behind what you're doing and what we're doing is driven by very similar principles and thoughts and ideals. So I just want to say congratulations, you know, thank you for your time. And I know that it's a huge workload and undertaking to do what you guys have done. So um, well done, congratulations. And I'm really looking forward to seeing um, it grow from strength to strength and helping you guys, as you said, uh, tap and galvanize or further reinforce and, and grow the Australian community as well. Because so, uh, we'll, we'll wave the flag for you over here. Yeah, I am. Um, sorry, I echo those sentiments uh, for sure. I've, I've come to know Tristan and Marcus more recently. I've known Tapan for many years. And I agree. There's, I, I like the, the fact that there's sort of a, a finally there's a community spirit for for too many years, injectors were sort of butting heads against each other. And it was a very individualistic sort of pursuit of happiness, if you like. So thank you for sort of, you know, welcoming us into the comma community. And uh, hopefully we can get you guys some followers or some members. And um, I'd love to know how many exactly join. If we can get you above 1% for that day or for that week, um, you know, that will show that the podcast has kind of worked and spread your message. Absolutely. Absolutely. And another thing for, for your um, viewers as well, Jake, we're hopefully working with you very soon on a Comer Expert case um, with Bell Kyrat. So really excited <laughs> to be scheduling that in soon for your viewers to to, uh, to check that out. So Yeah. yeah um, well, we have to get out of this lockdown first. And I need to get through the tidal <laughs> wave of bookings that <laughs> are building up. <laughs> but um, yeah, Bell Kyra, I understand in the UK is quite a new product. We've had it in Australia since 2017. So yeah, I'll be really excited to sort of share some of my hints and tips um, and uh, and help your comma members. Thank you, Tapan. Thank you, Marcus. Thank you, Tristan, again. Really appreciate your time. Stay safe. I know you guys are sort of running away and you're all open up and, and think of us in Sydney or lockdown and pray yeah. for us. Yeah, think of us while you're uh, having sips of whatever it is that you sip um, by a in Monaco. Monaco. Thank you. <laughs> Listen, guys, thank you so much for everything. As uh, Jake, David, it's always a pleasure. Um, thank you for having me back. Um, and uh, for anyone listening to the podcast, hopefully we've uh, wet your appetites enough for you to investigate Comma if you haven't already done so. And when you do, we look forward to welcoming you on board. Excellent. Thank you, gentlemen. Enjoy your thank day. You guys. Thank you. Bye. Bye. For our latest news, upcoming guests, and episode topics, follow us on Instagram at Inside Aesthetics Podcast. Jake and I are always looking for ways to make the podcast bigger and better, so we have put together our first ever survey, and we would like as many of you to take part as possible. The results of this survey will help make the podcast more relevant to you, so please take a few moments to provide us with your feedback. To complete the survey, simply go to our Instagram profile and click on the link in our bio, and the survey link is in there. 